Paris on a forklift, full speed, full full send, bro. Fucking on a fucking forklift, bro. I used to drive these Nissan forklifts and fucking Compton and they were fucking the shit. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. That's that is a skill. I appreciate that. My uncle made me learn how to drive a forklift. Yeah, you should know everybody. That's a skill. Yeah. Yeah. My dad was out of town. It's my family's construction company. My uncle was like, Your dad doesn't want you to learn. Let's go out in the yard. I'm gonna teach you. And I was like, Fuck yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a really different conversation. <laughs> no, I mean, my uncle is very cool. He's not weird. Come on. There, there are other people I would make that joke about, but. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It could be a different. Without, without... Yeah, I get it, though. Yeah, you're right. A sketch. I got like a little redneck in me. Yeah? Yeah? A Forklift movie? John's the reason I can't own a car. I don't, I don't know. Forklift movie? <laughs> We're, you know, we're working on a movie about that right now, John, at the station. <laughs> yeah, just everyone's driving forklifts and wearing flip-flops. It's wild. Crazy. OSHA would freak Oh, out. I hit a lady in a forklift one time. What's <laughs> were the Were the prongs up or down? Yes. You ran them over? You forked yes. them? I'll tell you. All right. <laughs> I forked them. <laughs> Definitely forked him. All right, so I was like, I just got this job at, at the uh, Sony warehouse. It was like $20 an hour. And it was like back when $20 an hour was a lot of money. You remember those days? Yeah. So like the uh, second day, I, I'm i like backing this pallet into the uh, into the space. And uh, I like back it in, but I felt like something was, was blocking it. Right? So I pulled back and I hit it again. You know what I mean? And then I heard, ah! Oh my right? God. And I pulled back this time, and like, she comes crawling out. She tried to like, she tried to like, like move between me and the the space while I was backing it in. She just timed it terribly. What? Yeah, I hit her twice. Wow. I think I broke her ankle or something like that. I kind of felt bad, but I didn't because like she really took a risk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, well, you know. Pushing a pallet out of the way, pushing something out of the way with right. the forklift yeah. is not unusual. Yeah. Were you working in the warehouse? Yeah. And she was the warehouse. Well, she and she's a twenty-year employee. Dude, that's her. She was trying to get a payout, dude. Something, right, right. But in, she either was way, going yeah. Going in for a payout. I got fired. And really? I got fired. Really? Because she was like, did she for get twenty paid? years? Oh, she got to. No, keep she the got a disability. No, she got money. Yeah, she got money. Uh, yeah, probably. You cheated you a favor. Cause look at you now, babe. I know exactly, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have been stuck at the Sunny Warehouse. Fuck it. So you Sorry. wait. So you just What did you design? You designed a clothing brand, right? All right. So I went, I went to a gifted school. <laughs> that we were talking about earlier. Like like gifted. We were talking about or John's. No gifted, gifted. like gifted. <laughs> special acquaintance. I went to a gifted high school in LA, <laughs> and they had a they had fashion business and electronics. Like they had majors in high school. Fashion business, electronics. So I did all I did all of them. Wow. I did fashion business and electronics. So then, like later on, like after I graduated high school, I like started a fashion business online. I did great. I did that for like until I started acting. Sick. Yeah. So you have you have some credits. You have a joke about having a movie credit, right? Didn't I hear that in your set at the show, or that's is that not as dirty, Mike? Yeah. But you have some credits. Yeah, I have some credits online. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What have you been in? I creeped. I creeped. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been in? 
I haven't creeped. It's good to do research. I like saying creeping. I like big red creeps. Creepily, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's my jam. Badgers and commercials. I did some commercials with Booking.com. Directed, nice. directed some movies with some stars in it. That's cool. fucking sick. Yeah, I did cool. not know that. I've worked with fucking like what kind of movies? Stars. So what kind of movies? Yeah, like what kind of movies do you like to? Oh, uh, like I did one about an, it's called Suicide Road Trip. Like uh, people like get together, decide they want to kill themselves, and so go on a road trip. Yeah, that's okay. pretty cool. I had Steve-O in there. Really? Tony Hinchcliffe. Oh my god! I've never heard of this. Dude, I am gonna. I've. I'm obsessed with Steve-O. Like he knows. Yeah. I really yeah. love Steve. You want to? You want to know how I got Steve in the movie? Yeah. Right. So when. When, you guys, you guys hear about Marty's? You ever heard about Marty's? Marty's. Marty's is like a fucking. It was a small little spot in Hollywood, but everybody, everybody who was like featuring or headlining, and opening for somebody, they were all. We all went there, workout. And uh, Steve-O came in one day, like during the middle, of, like during the daytime, and he like wanted to start comedy. He's like, "Yo, I want to start comedy. Like, I need some help." Yeah. Like, he was like, "Like, we're helping him like write jokes for his like time. He was gonna do like thirty minutes. That's yeah. so he's gonna dope. Do, like a thirty minute like thing, like just one off. And we're just sitting there helping him write jokes and shit, right? Fast forward like two years later, I'm shooting this a scene. Kill Tony is in the movie. Like a scene from Kill, Kill Tony is like into the movie." And Steve happens to be there, and I see Steve and I was like, "Yo, what's up, man?" He's like, "Yo, what's up?" I was like, "Yo." I'm shooting this. I'm shooting a movie right now. He says, "Is that what you're doing?" I'm like, "Yeah." I was like, "Yo, you want to do a scene with me?" He was like, "You want to do a scene in the movie, not with me, but in the movie?" He goes, "He goes, do I, do I know you?" And I was like, "I was like, yeah." He's like, "No, you. Where do I know you from?" And I was like, "I helped you write comedy at Marty's." He goes, "Oh yeah." And he's like, he tells his his wife is like standing there. She goes, "She's like, she's the one who makes the decisions." Right? Steve-O doesn't make yeah, decisions. he's it's very. Yeah, wife, his wife makes it to the, she looks, she looks at She's hey, also she, fun. She goes, all right, go ahead, you can do it. a stage designer. That's how we got Steve on the movie. That's I wrote cool. him a scene on the spot, and he was just like, he was down with it, and I helped him. That's right. very cool. Yeah, he's That's dope. Sick as fuck, dude. That's yeah. a crazy ass story. Suicide Road Trip. Yeah, where can people watch? Okay, cool. Yeah. Really well, yeah. I saw Steve on his first, like, I think it was his first time ever touring for comedy. And yeah. we came to the Tempe Improv, and I was so pumped to see him. And I had, I was like, not sure what it was going to be. And it was a mix of like stories about his drug uh, yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's what we helped him with. That's what, uh, you saw what we helped yeah. him with. And then like his party tricks. But he, in, and it was right after he had that accident where he had burned his arms. So he was in double cast, like, for part of that tour. And I have a picture with him, and I have socks with a picture of Steve-O with a firecrack coming out of his butthole. And I love them so much. He was dope. He was, like, a very cool person. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Yeah, yeah. Very serious, too. His, his story is super inspiring. Yeah, like, he's overcome a lot of shit. He's dope. He's, like, sober. Like, he, what we seen was, like, wild Steve-O. Like, ah! No, I met him when he was sober. Which I don't know if that, that might be, like, a very... Is he sober now? I think he's yeah, he's been sober for like yeah. 12, 11 or 12 years. Um, sober. Oh, yeah, we saw. So now he's just more serious. He's still funny. He's got that podcast. Yeah. I got tons of celebrity stories. Wild Ride is his podcast. I really like Steve-O. I think he's really inspiring too. Like yeah. the older he gets, the more I just think he's a dope fucking guy. And I also was a huge Bam Margera, Margera fan when I was younger. Oh, nice. And it makes me really sad. Like, 
I follow the story of Bam and I look it up sometimes. I'm a YouTube junkie and oh, me too. It's so depressing to see like yeah, it, his family is definitely not helping him. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I gotta start talking about BTS. I work with them on a music video. Yeah, uh, who's that? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I've been trying to figure out how to connect with Asians, and I was like, <laughs> I gotta start talking about my BTS experience. Now you, you know, you don't know who like BTS is. The scenes. No, I don't. <laughs> They're like bigger than fucking anybody right now. Fucking humongous. I had no idea. I don't listen. Let's be realistic. I don't understand it. You know what I mean? Because I listen to like mariachi. I listen to like a lot of different kinds of music. Of course. <laughs> Yeah, I listen to a lot of shit. Weird things. I don't like that niche, no, that different stuff. I'm not listening to like your K-pop, your fucking what is that like pop music? I don't listen to American pop. Music. Right. I'm not over here listening to Katy Perry. Fuck no. that. Well, you gotta you gotta be American tapped in enough to know who's hot still. You gotta yeah, know who's hot, right? We might be like the anti anti pop. How many is anti pop? But you still gotta know what fucking pop is. Yeah. Or maybe if I start, you know, because maybe I'll just go do a tour in Korea, dude. Yeah. And then that'll be coming up. Or it's your Blink-182, you yeah. know? Ooh. I like Blink-182. You like Blink-182, too. <laughs> that motherfucker. Yeah. Motherfucker, Travis Barker. Drums. Yeah. He has the cover of the NFL theme song. Oh, does he? Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. It's going retarded. That's him? Yeah. I didn't know he's that. He's got a cover of it. It's not. He's not on the. He's not the official, but he does a cover that he does. Okay. Oh, so wicked. He also has a cover of an Eminem song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mariachi and NFL theme. Yo, your algorithm is wild, huh? I just want to see his YouTube homepage with it. <laughs> it's just. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Joe again. She. The theme song. <laughs> oh, you know what? I watched a lot of uh, random. Uh, I watched like pond people building ponds. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Big into the pond community yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. Like a huge community. That's like, such a beavers, random topic. Like beavers making dams yeah. and shit. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be sitting there just tweaking, <laughs> dude, watching the motherfuckers, dude. Built, like the little structures and shit. Yeah, those little like I'll be wa- dude for hours. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I also watch airsoft matches. Like, oh, dude, yeah, dude, that shit gets my dick hard. I know the airsoft doesn't excite me. The paintball, I'll dude. Watch. I'll watch an airsoft gun. Review. Do you guys want to go paintballing? They'll be sitting there talking all the stats. I'm just like, yeah, dude. Do you? You would have loved my last job, bro. You would have loved my last job. Do you play? No, I don't do it. I don't play. Anything other than with my because I paintball and I, w- I will challenge you. I will, yeah, ask Raphael. He knows we do, yeah. I actually did a video for the nudge on Sonol paintball field, but yeah, I, I do. I'm so down. I have a sick gun, um, uh, a paintball gun. Don't come for me, everybody. So it's kind of expensive, but if we if we all planned like like a day where we just drove somewhere like mm-hmm. a dispersed campground, then you just bring your own paintballs and like we could just get an extra or borrow. Dashiell probably has some extra. Yeah, guns. Yeah, yeah. My dad has a couple extras that I've been trying to get from him forever, but I only have my one that I bought for myself now. I used to host Nerf 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 War parties for kids. <laughs> dude that's the best kids are vicious little psychos in LA around LA in van dude yeah I would like just uh, I had like two boxes of 
This ain't a Nerf gun. Yeah. Did you? Were you like? Out of my bin. I used to have two big ass containers of Nerf guns, guns. like all the, from the elites to the fucking little yeah. pea shooters, and I had a couple barriers and a speaker. Man, how old were you? Thirty eight. Thirty eight. So you were around when Nerf was like mm-hmm. sick. Yeah, and I was obsessed with it. So what about? So you seen the new Nerf? Don't be touching my. <laughs> Y'all playing footsies? They're going to touch each other tomorrow at the roast battle, so. <laughs> they have the Nerf swords and axes now, dude. Oh, I've seen those. Oh, that shit's so the- sick. I wish we would have had that when I was a kid, because I would have beat the fuck out yeah. of Yeah. But they're soft. They're super soft. Dude, I would have beat him smart. Dude. Yeah. I would have beat him. Fucking- <laughs> I would have beat him right, dude. Like he would have been, he would have went from half retarded to fully. Yeah, I used to spend a lot of my birthday money on Nerf guns. Love those things. Yeah, no, I never had one of those. That was like a rich kid thing. I, 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 I was, yeah, 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 yeah. Those are those. Your economic, your your eco, uh, what do you call it? Socioeconomic status decides which guns you, which Nerf guns you actually get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's always like that. Of course. Did you really? Punch, dude. <laughs> I was going to say that as a joke. Thank you so much. Can I did. Vote for Tony Hitchcliffe on that show. Yeah, Can yeah, I yeah. ask you a question I didn't tell you I was going to ask just because I'm genuinely curious? All right, go ahead. So, like, how did you get into writing for shows? I know you know a lot of people and, like, some of that's knowing people. But, yeah. like, where does one who has no idea? I know you don't have a perfect answer. Where do you, like, turn to start looking for? I, I just feel like. There's like two ways to do it, right? You can be this annoying person who fucking <laughs> sends emails and fucking sends your samples and you can fucking you really want it bad. Yeah. Or you can just wait until people ask you like, hey, I need your help with this. Because they like your shit. Because they, they like your writing. Because they want to write with you. So that's mostly for you. It's like the opportunities naturally. Yeah, I like to let them flow. I don't really like pursue heavily, you know? Mm-hmm. But I'd rather like... I've written for people. I've written on shows, but I don't like. I'm not like. I'm samples. I'm just like as opportunities come. I'm like yes or no, yes or no. Yeah. Like, it was like 50, 50, 50. You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try this one. What's George Perez? I helped him write too. That's how you. I didn't know that Tony Henschel was on. Was he? Yeah, it was, it was an edited version that we were doing with George Perez. I was in it too, and. uh I went up against George Perez, but I ended up, I was a writer, was but a they brought me in. What? Yeah. Yeah, George Perez. Was... That's super. I've been doing this for a long time. I said I got a kid with a mustache. I wish I could have room raiders. That's a joke with the room raiders. Is that you? Yeah, well, it's a good joke. I never even would have thought that room raiders had like scripted. I guess that makes sense, that, that, but. Course. So this is, we were talking about YouTube, but I'm way off track. We're just going to talk about shit now, but this is still relating to comedy. I think there's like n- good nuggets in here. And I've been smoking weed for a while. No, John, I'm going to explain something. <laughs> no, you know, so I didn't know. Okay. I didn't know that like, and this sounds stupid, but in earnest, but right. We talked about the shitting diapers comparison of like how long I've been doing comedy, right? I didn't realize that stealing jokes was a thing because like in other things that I've done, it's just like with like paintings and stuff, like the idea of stealing somebody like that, it's more, it's more difficult to do 
less common. So in my brain, I was like, there's no way somebody would ever just go out there and blatantly like be that much of a dick. Right. So I just within the last six months found that on YouTube and like was watching like I didn't know anything until I saw an old, old clip of Joe Rogan ranting. And I was like, what is this? And he was around. I started just like binging. And then I watched stuff about Amy Schumer. And then I went way further back. And then I was listening to like the accusations about Robin Williams. I was like, this may like it's interesting and it's like upsetting, but it's also like, how do you how do you like separate that from ghostwriting or like writing jokes for a show? And how are how are those jokes vetted? Do you think differently now? Like, did they ever talk to you guys about like making sure that nothing no, sounds just, like other? We are all complete whores for money. Yeah, that's a and simple you answer. know that once you've been compensated for whatever you gave away, you feel better about it. Yeah, yeah. And that's the difference between stealing jokes and writing for people. Is that you're paid for the joke, yeah, so you're, you're good. Pay, yeah. Pay for your talent, your time, and energy it takes. All right. You know who's an expert on stealing jokes? Who? Fucking Raphael. Dude. John, I don't think we need... We're good. We can sell... John, there's no audience. This is what it's like to have a live audience, everybody. We're being heckled by John. But <laughs> being a writer is still... It feels like being the bridesmaid, though. You just like you know, like tell jokes for thirty. You know, you could deliver better if you're a comedian and you're a writer. You're like, I could have fucking delivered better, but I'm giving that they made the joke like half of what it could have been. But it was Mm. right. You could have delivered delivered it better, but wouldn't been seen by not necessarily you, but you know what I mean. Yeah, no, it's just having to put your ego to the side and be like, yo, I did all of that, but it's none of you know, no one's. Or not even, yeah, they fucked it up, or they didn't fuck it up, or just, you didn't get any, you don't get any of the same glory. You You don't get the same ego stroke. Yeah. So you do, you, like, you do all of the many things you do, like, full time, right? Or no? No, that's probably a flaw in my, in my whole. No, it's not. I mean, you're doing is, like, very admirable regardless. That's why I'm curious, because you do so much. And that's part of it is, like, understanding the balance that people maintain, right? As they, like, pursue comedy, because it's a lot i think i just do what i'm good at though you know yeah like there's a lot of shit i suck at and i just don't do that stuff you know unless i really like want to break through on it but most of the time yeah. i want to just swim upstream like the things that i'm doing it like they come easy to me and yeah. i look for things that come easy to me and when they do come easy to me like i fuck i do it and i don't like fucking waste too much time on things that don't come easy to me i resonate with that that makes sense right do you find that, like, have you found, at least with comedy, that writing is more, I don't want to say profitable, but, like, is that more reliable no. for you? No. Because <laughs> it's curious with the writer's strike. Well, like, because I don't, because Mark's of the way I'm making weird faces at me, and nobody thinks that. Okay. <laughs> when you're I'm, really quiet, I don't know what, to, I don't know what you're thinking. Yeah. And <laughs> you're not. I don't know. Mark Neuer's thinking faces. I just don't often see you just thinking, looking at me. It's weird. He's like, look at him. He's over there thinking. That's fucking creeping me out. I was like, what? <laughs> no, it's fine. Thank There's you for smoke coming out of his ears right now. All right. Mark is done thinking. He'll be back. He's too, too hard now. He needs a cigarette. <laughs> I ask those questions at the risk of sounding dumb because I think other people are curious too. And it's cool because since starting this podcast, like I thought maybe I was silly for having certain questions. And people ask me about stuff all the time that like I know from my job, right? Like I do marketing and people ask me about like 
making clips and and like you do lots of different stuff. You like you obviously do clips and then Siobhan who is going to be here today, like yeah. he's an incredible artist and then he does like video and I think animation. I want to talk to him more about that, but yeah. also like produces shows. No, at least one for hella funny but he may have more that i don't know about so i mean it's like i noticed that in a lot of people and i think that it's cool to ask about like how you pursue all of because people always told me like pick one or pick yeah. like two or three all right so yeah. like, i'm not a pick one guy right but like i feel like what i work on i have like different seasons and like mm -hmm. whatever like i'm feeling like whatever like artistically i feel like doing like i like stay true to that you know like sometimes yeah. But, like, this time when I get in the mood, I'm smoking, and I just want to start making music. It doesn't happen. I smoke all the time. But every yeah. now and then, I'm like, fuck, I'm, I'm hearing beats, and I got I got fucking songs coming to me. And when, they, when that happens, like, I jump in the studio and try to make them. You know what I mean? And when, if I'm, like, having an urge to do a movie or work on a movie, I'll do it. I want to complete it. You know, you just... But I'm also, like, I only focus on one thing at a time, too, so mm -hmm. it kind of it helps you're doing better yeah that's kind of a gift <laughs> actually focus um, on one to be able to focus really hard on things right, right. yeah that's i'll just good. go tunnel vision on whatever but that's why i have to be good at it and i have to want to do it mm -hmm. you know what i mean like all the stars have to align that's why like sometimes we're doing like right now i'm running around doing fucking shows around san francisco right now that's what i feel like doing working on do like casting and shit like that like i'm still doing it from my phone but i can do that out here while i'm fucking just around san francisco mm -hmm. I've been doing a bunch of hikes and shit, and then I'm doing fucking comedy in the daytime. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the best. I mean, for me, like I don't do things that I don't like very well either. Like I was like that as a kid in school. I my par I would get really good grades, and then I would have like one or two classes where I would do bad, and my parents would ask, and I was just like, I don't like it, you mm -hmm. know. And I think that that is kind of how people bring their best work to the table. And a lot of kids, I think there are there's a special brand of person that can have like a normal corporate job. Yeah. and bring yeah. their best work to the table yeah. i don't they understand it. it i'm like kill me i'm good like i just... hate those people <laughs> i'm I'm a, I'm a company man when it comes to comedy yeah well it's different man that's so different think... than working in a corporation you know but like, i don't i have no idea what dude i understand corporations fucking suck. I never, so I have no idea. being able to bring the same level of organization and strategy to something artistic is also a special yeah that's, that's, that's what i mean right yeah. If you can you can figure that out and then you have like something else going and you, and you put that same energy into that you got it yeah especially in this day and age it's not it's not just about being a good artist it's about being good at social media and promoting yourself and reaching out doing all that stuff right so, so. and then you gotta like be good at so many things you gotta like you gotta be good at editing and at least at least proficient you know yeah. what i'm saying if you're an artist at all you have to be at least proficient in editing on instagram yeah and i've noticed too like my mom's an artist and I love her, right? And she needs help with social media. She, so her like thing is to ask me to help. And I notice like a lot of people kind of get frozen and not wanting to learn something. And so they'd rather just like have their friend make a one-off video. And like, I get it. But for one, like we don't want to rely on our friends for things for free. Like we're already doing a bunch of shit for free. Like we want to like build each other up and shit. Like we should be learn. We should be like helping each other learn how to do it and then how to like promote it. And so... That's kind of like, I want to help people figure that out. But also like people talk about having an extra $30 a month or something like you can actually get somebody to edit like a few clips for you a month for like very cheap. It's, it's not. Yeah. Like it makes me feel kind of weird. I mean, look through those people are looking for work. Like they make those profiles and they set their own rates, just like we set our own rates for comedy. Mm -hmm. And like, there are people in other countries all over the world that are 
wanting jobs remotely to design things. Yeah, anything. It could be a video intro. A lot of people don't know that. And I think it's just if you've never hired somebody to do something creative or you haven't worked in like a position like that, Mm -hmm. then you probably don't realize it. But I've gotten a few things off Fiverr. Like you could literally go home right now and make a profile as like a voiceover artist. Mm -hmm. And like, oh, thank you. I'm just saying you could, like any of us could. I mean, also, I'm. Oh, no, you're not special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get the wrong I'm answer. I'm not trying to be an asshole, but that was my point. Your, I'm not saying you have a nice voice. No. <laughs> I'm not trying to build up your confidence here. <laughs> so I look. <laughs> Sometimes I'm an accidental asshole. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't get any confidence right now. <laughs> I mean, I think that probably any comedian could pursue that, actually, and maybe do well as a voice artist. But they need a lot of different. You don't have to have a crazy voice to do it. But my point wasn't like, oh, your voice is great. My point was like, you can go set up a profile for anything and and make money now, like on like Fiverr. I was also saying for like people who are like, oh, there are a lot of people with like full time jobs that are more serious that are doing comedy now. I've noticed too, which is interesting, right? And if you have an extra thirty or fifty dollars a month, you can actually get like some help if you are like saying you don't want to do social media so that's one option but most comedians are fucking broke and that's not their life and like the other option is learning which is what Damar was saying is like you have to learn at least a little bit of editing and figure shit out but I used to be uh, I used to subscribe to uh, Gary V you know Gary yeah I know Gary V but I tapped out of that mentality because it's exhausting I stopped watching him too yeah he's just he's a lot and he has he has a huge team and you know what? I do some of the things he was hiring for, and I went online and I did apply at one point. But then I went and looked at Glassdoor and I looked at his employee reviews. The people at his company don't seem as happy as he. So it's like it's always that catch twenty two. Like, very anxiety inducing type of guy. Because yeah. the yard sales like all jacked up. Like give me that. Well, you got that Grant Cardone, and, and it's true because nobody cares. But that's a capitalistic mind. You know what I mean? Like. Where's the money? You know, who's got, who's got my money? That, that mentality is like, it is exhausting. Yeah. So exhausting. And I don't like this. Sorry. Hey, come here. And I, I don't really have like dreams of being famous. You know what I mean? I don't want to be, that's yeah, not my goal. That's not my goal. Just be famous is not my goal. Like my dream is to have fucking kids and a family. You know what I mean? Mm. That's my fucking dream. This is my talent. Like this is my gift to the world. I sometimes do comedy begrudgingly. Really? Because I resent, like, I resent comedy sometimes because I'm like, fuck, I could be doing so much better yeah, in, right life, now. in life, in general. Yeah. Financially. Uh, yeah, I could yeah. be a fucking millionaire right but now. But you wouldn't doing comedy. Right. And that's where we're at. With so it. we're talking about with those corporate jobs, like, I mean, you know, people make, I worked for a corporation my last job. You make a lot of money, but it's fucking soul-sucking, dude. It's lame as hell. Um, yeah. <laughs> It's the truth, man. Without comedy, like, it's like, you know, I think a lot of people use comedy. Like, it's like not everybody's yeah. serious about it. You know? Like That's very saying, true. There's so many dorks that do comedy. Not like dorks, that's... dude. Just I'm not, it's not, out, yeah. Look, he's right here, dude. Uh. Straight lobster. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what lobsters mean? No, but I yeah, can't. told me that shit the other day. Like, it was some cool new slang or something. You guys look like, like you guys look like stepbrothers. Yeah, don't yeah. yeah. They yeah. fight like stepbrothers. They do. <laughs> Your dad's a bitch, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like stepbrothers too. Yeah. He takes good care of you though. Yeah. You're like fuck you, he's a bitch. They actually they say good night to each other every night. Well, no, I'm sure. Yeah. Them every night is what I've been thinking about. Because mm. I tell myself, because we got a roast battle tomorrow. 
Okay. So I gotta be thinking right. about. It. You know what I hate about Rose Battle? It's just how long you think about vile shit about someone else. Yeah, dude. <laughs> the, the time, the time period of like just. Uh, it keeps. I want to just destroy this yeah. one. Mark has got a lot of think. Really been, really been heavy. Yeah, yeah. it's been a heavy. Yeah, it's been very depressing. Yeah. Things so I'm about to say about him tomorrow has been really bumming me out. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I bet you he has. All right, what do you think they are? One, two, and three. Okay. My, my, both my titties and my stomach. Dude, he's going to talk about my going to talk about my ass. But he doesn't have much we'll space to do that. We'll see. He's not, like, super in shape. He's got to have some <laughs> other stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What can you, how much can he really? Yeah, like, are you not doing any fat jokes on the roast battle? You I, do a couple I don't think jokes. I have a single. <laughs> I don't think you have a single joke at all. <laughs> I think you're just planning on going up there and riffing, doing what you're doing now. No, that's what you're. No, that's what I think is gonna happen. <laughs> You're just gonna go be Mark. You're gonna go be Mark. Eh, look at me. Eh. Just remember, this is being recorded, dear. So oh. be careful, you two, because I'm gonna clip this shit Can up later. <laughs> no, I, I have another again? joke. I wish I could <laughs> make about that. <laughs> that was me on the mic just now. <laughs> that was it for those listening at home. Demar didn't say that. That was me. <laughs> okay, that's that's. <laughs> Usually when there's a lull in the conversation, it's because Mark's about to come. So that's what's happening. And Raphael's touching him again. Are yeah. oh, you got any more comedy questions? Yeah, you know, we're getting to the we're getting to the end of the evening and I've derailed all kinds of questions. So I have like two more that I would love to that I would love to ask you. One of them is like what are the major projects you're working on right now? What's your biggest inspiration? Is that what you said? <laughs> I like how your cheeks got all rosy and you like smiled the biggest I've ever. You get so wholesome. Like he has this wall. Like he has this voice he uses when he sees like a like a Walnut Creek lady, like like needs something. He's just like, "What can I do for you, baby?" Just like all this, like so wholesome. Uh-huh. <laughs> so wholesome, a little creepy, but very wholesome. It's really funny. I think it's it's enjoyable to I watch. Think she sees through you. Is what she's saying. She's not a good liar. <laughs> he's blushing. He's turning as red as that wall behind him. I've been drinking these fucking fucking straight Holocaust. Yeah, you know you're not Irish, That's huh? What he's saying for the <laughs> no Irish in you. You're not Irish. Not enough. All right, what are the big projects that you're working on right now? Oh, well, um, let's, uh, let's cut out Mark talking about his cock subtly for like twenty. He just stroked the microphone in defeat. Yeah. <laughs> then the marks. Mark gets overtly sexual section. Just, ig- to- just ignore Mark stroking the mic and tell us about yourself. <laughs> what am I? What am I? What am I working on? Me. That's the biggest thing I'm always working on. That's always working thing. on me. You know what I mean? That's the biggest project. Fucking the hugest project, man. Taking uh, taking uh, Zoloft. <laughs> greatest. I support this. Way to work, work on yourself. Oh, man, one of the greatest things I ever did for myself. Yeah. Fucking, what a great gift it was for me to. I don't know, man. But wherever it is, fucking, I hope it keeps flowing, man. That's just. Great. John wants to know where the Zoloft came from. Uh, <laughs> so are you, you're in the city for what, like another week? Yeah. Okay. To so the 29th. Do you have any more any more shows? I hate telling what when I'm the dates I'm leaving. Okay. Oh, yes. I got a bunch of shows coming. If you want to find out why we talked about worms for like five minutes at the beginning of this episode, you better go to Maze on Friday and find oh, yeah. out about the worms. I got jokes about worms. Yeah. I think it's just a, no one expects me to talk about worms. No one expects me to talk about worms. No one expects worms to be a banger. Right. Go on and on about these worms. Oh, yeah. Yeah? 
Well, you got to find you like a joke that's like, it don't have to be a worm joke, but let me send you in a direction of just obscure. Yeah. You want to like, be able to dive into something, something minute and make it a huge. Like dissect that worm, make it your own. Mm-hmm. You know how uh, Jerry Seinfeld John, goes in on that uh, pop for like, like Jerry Seinfeld's Pop-Tart bit? I don't feel like that. Yeah. Yeah. The Hot Pockets, too, kind of yeah, close, but the Pop-Tart, he really, like, just dives in and, like, dissects the fucking Pop-Tart. Pop-Tart. You're like, all right, I like that. Yeah. Did you have more parts of the worm joke that you were, like, a bunch of other things about worms that you were like, this is weird, but good No, that story really kind of just wrote itself. Because it's all real. This is the best. And I just, like... It's all real, really? Tell it exactly how it happened. It's, like, it's not a bit. So you did murder a worm? Yes. (laughs) Okay. More than one. You bastard. More than one worm. Yeah, more than one worm. Like, that was a real... Like, that's all real. I'm I'm not that good. I'm, I'm more, I'm better at retelling a story and putting you there than I am at like creating one. Yeah, I hear that. Most of the jokes that I do have that are really consistent are true stories that came from my family. Yeah, I don't like to do anything that's not like from the heart because I don't have yeah. to, I don't have to worry about memorizing. Right. Forget the words, you know? Yeah. I'll never forget the it's words. It's hard to, it's hard to forget the words. Right. Just shoot. Right. And then you mm-hmm. can like, I can like, uh, a riff in between it because I know the story already. So it's like, all right, look, man, right back to it. That's Zoloft too, bro. I like that. <laughs> Fucking performance enhancing drug. Yeah, hell yeah. That's just Zoloft. For like uh, about a year and a half. What, is it, what does it do to you? I think, all right, well, he says it's it helps your drug. Yeah, <laughs> that's one. <laughs> that's one. He goes, that's why I take it. <laughs> I think it helps me, like, stay focused. I think it uh, helps my frustration. It helps. I know it helps my frustration tolerance, mm. and it helps me stay organized. It's like your anger, mm-hmm. yeah. Your anger management, yeah. Your frustration tolerance. That's, that's a good way to say it. That was sneaky. Yeah. Now that's that's what fucking. That's how I get. That's like I was about to say. You repeated that word from your therapist. I go to therapy. I know what that was. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah. I was like, how does this help? He goes, it's just gonna, it's gonna. I was like, no, fuck that. I need to know how is this helping me. He goes going to increase your frustration tolerance <laughs> they always, they always have that, to like soften got it, it from, yeah. you got it from him your yeah, frustration yeah. Yeah. your frustration like, fuck you tell me how it works <laughs> he goes well well uh and uh, it increases like, this it. isn't gonna happen anymore yeah, yeah. you blowing up at me fucking and i come down yeah. <laughs> do you think do you still feel like it impacts your writing at all yes Possibly in a good way negative. in a good way that's okay. good i so. think when i first got on i was scared yeah, I, I get worried because so I'm about to go back on something that they're treating my thyroid instead, but I used to be on you have something. Your still? Yeah, yeah. But I used to be on depression medication. Like when I, I started, I was on that younger and I've been on like a few different ones in my life and then I was off of it. And then like two years ago, I got on medication for my thyroid and they were like, instead of like all this other stuff, like we're going to try and deal with that because that's often for women, like what the mm. issue is. Right. right. And. Then I got, I caught COVID and like, just didn't pick up my prescription. So I'm going to try it again, but I don't, I am always afraid, right. Yeah. That it's going to take something. something of yourself. Yeah. And that was the thing about poetry, which was like, I can't, you can't be like, I mean, some people do, but it's like, it's hard to be a depressed person and be a successful poet because you're like literally mining like your trauma for content all the time. Right. 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 You know? <laughs> yeah, Cause that's what hits at the poetry. Show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I totally get what you're saying. Cool. That's... But I've noticed like, yo, people will be like, 
I'm scared I'm not going to be myself. I'm like, that is exactly why you're taking the pill. Yeah. <laughs> you're so yeah. fucking sucks. Yeah, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not myself. I'm like, isn't that? That's why you're you, like, you Thank God. That's a positive mental health note to end on. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it is. Yourself. You're sad. Yeah. <laughs> you're sad. There are, I think there are a lot of comedians who write well, but I struggle with this sometimes. It's hard to break out of your like normal whatever. And it's the same thing with social media as it is on stage. It's mm-hmm. like you have to learn how to like whatever energy you want out of the audience, you have to put that out to get it back. Yeah. Like I know as a host, I'm trying to like feel like I do pretty well as a host, but I think I can put more energy into yeah. especially when I'm high, mm-hmm. right? And so I think that's like a big thing to for people to be cognizant of that happens a lot i notice yeah but i also notice too i tend to write a story and like it as it is and then just riff and not go back and write more and yeah. focus more on the stage press so everybody does it different and i, I think that's also what's cool so i'm always trying new like new ways to do it and, and trying to add something new like the worm joke yeah like the worm <laughs> joke i'm like oh they laughed at this mm-hmm. i got oh, I'll, I'll give them that too you, i got this so you lie on stage right you never lie on stage. You never write lies into your jokes. Change I'm really things how they really happen. You really, you really embellish some things for the sake of embellishing. Is a, yeah, it's a little different. Right. Yeah, but you never, you never, you never like sit down and think like, oh, that's a funny story, and then you sit down and think, what if this happened? And like go off into di- you never do anything quite like that, or well, if it's like imaginary, it still came from a real place, like. Bitsy Bitsy Spider bit where I talk about like how inspirational the Insta Bitsy Spider was. I don't think I've seen that. But I was like, high one day and I was like thinking about the Insta Bitsy Spider for like way too long. Right. Then it became a bit. Yeah, that wasn't a lie. You actually were inspired yeah, by the Insta Bitsy Spider. I was actually inspired by the Insta Spider and I was smoking and thinking about it and I was like, yo, this people like I've into this story. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, that is an inspirational story. Fuck yeah, it's yeah. inspirational. Down came the rain and washed the spider out. Yeah. Out came the sun. Dried up all, all the rain. rain. That's the bitchy spider walked out the spout again. That is wow. 150% getting clipped later. That was Damn, really beautiful. I didn't realize how inspirational of a child story that was. Like, that's what that story was for. That's why it was a popular story. It's like sometimes you get washed out. Yeah. But you go right back up the fucking spout. Go right out. Wow. Who would have thought? And there is the last thing that I think I'm going to start asking more people that come on the show. That's kind of basic, but I think it's can be you can answer yellow people. Mark will probably yellow people when I ask him this one day. Doesn't matter if you're nice about it or whatever. But like, what's like if you were going to say if you had one piece of it doesn't have to be advice, but if you had like one comment, whatever to new comedians, what would you say? It could be anything. I had to focus. If I had to say one, if you had like one, just like one piece of information to leave new comedians with. You're not nervous. That's good. Nice. That was a dope answer. There's no fears. You're excited. You've worked. You put too much energy into into it to be unprepared for that moment. So if you're, that would be the only reason why you'd be nervous. If you're not prepared for the moment, fine. But most of the time, it's just excitement and nervousness. Comes from the same space mm-hmm. in your stomach. Mm-hmm. That's a really yeah. good point. A lot of times when I was starting out and I was nervous, it's because I sucked and I always bombed. Right. I was nervous. Now is when I'm ner- when I'm really nervous. When I that's when I 
well because right. I bring it. Because you're really excited. Yeah, because I'm real. I'm ready to go. I'm locked in. Yeah. Watching Mark stare at you while you said that was really entertaining. <laughs> Mark just goes like, <laughs> lights and penises that all the time. That's great cool. answer, though. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Mark, get on a mic if you're gonna make rude comments. <laughs> you're not talking into the mic. We are doing an acapella podcast right now. John, no, I'm doing all right you know what you guys this has been we are wrapping this confusing everybody shut the fuck up wow seriously you do hush for one moment sir and then i'm gonna hang out with you and share some weed with you yes look this has been a very fun episode this has been a dope episode i'm very Grateful for the chaos. Thank you, Jamar, for being here. Yeah. Thanks for having me on the show. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Raphael, for being here. I'm truly honored to be stalked. I always love that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Big Red Creeps. I think I'm going to make that the next time. In my hoodie? Did you miss that? No, I missed that. Yeah, you did. I will go look at that again. Michelle Obama. He's like, yeah, you did. That was the Quentin Tarantino. He's like, you didn't read my book on Tom Segura's you didn't read podcast. My book. <laughs> you didn't read it. But yeah, go to Maze on Friday. At, it's 8 and... 7 o'clock and 9 o'clock. 7 and shows. 9. Yeah, thanks for listening. Have a good week, everybody. Oh my gosh. Hey, thank you guys for listening. That has been our episode this week. Thank you again for being here. Please, if you haven't already, find us over on Instagram. We are at badgers and jam pod you can also check out boat rock podcasts on instagram Uh, but more importantly it would really mean the world to me if you could rate this podcast five stars or whatever you know hey anything helps if you could like us share us interact with us this review i will give you my undying gratitude um you're amazing thanks for listening Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hey, Carl. Hey, Mike. How you doing? Hey, man. Face the right way the first time this time. That's how you know it's going to be a good episode. I concur. Guy on my left. Um, (laughs) We are also on... I should say we are right now streaming first on mutinyradio.fm. What a fantastic internet radio station coming out of the Mission District of San Francisco. We have been on the air since 2016. You can listen to us first 
every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We watch a full-length movie on YouTube with you. Let us watch. We're going to have you listen to our podcast and watch a movie on YouTube at the same time. We're also a podcast. You have to find us by the acronym mentioned up front. L. L. W. A. L O L Y T stands for the two words YouTube. And you could also go to, we're also right now on YouTube itself. How Apple eat itself. One word website, YouTube. The two word website, the words being you and tube. Go ahead. You can go subscribe to us, L W A F L M O Y T. And you know, Carl, we've been on the air for several years. Do us a favor. Go to iTunes. Just give us a review. Yeah. I said it. I said it. After seven years, I finally said it. Carl, what is the movie this week? Well, that's actually what I'm going to ask you, Head of the Family 1996. Michael, what is the movie this week? It's Head of the Family from 1996. Carl, I feel like our world is upside down. Normally, you research and watch a movie and then i come in cold but this episode this is like a switcheroo it's like you're over here now all right we're gonna milk as much mileage milk as milk as much as we can out of this video <laughs> switcheroo. this is okay, a switcheroo you, episode you, said, you go to youtube search engine you you put in the head no just head of the family no the yes 1996 that's correct. This is What's a movie directed by Charles Pan, and his production company, Full Moon Features, is hosting this movie. So Full this Moon is an official. Themselves? Yeah, they're this. This is they're officially giving this movie away for free. I'll bit. I'll be it edited, but don't worry. Plenty. By the way, can I just give a content warning up front? Full uh, frontal yeah. nudity. Full frontal nudity. Thank you for warning us. <laughs> and there's some gore. And there's a scummy boyfriend, but for the most part, full frontal nudity and some nope. some some mad scientists. If you if that kind of upsets you, which I was uh, rattled. Anyway, fine. Head of the family, 1996, full Mike, moon features. That's yes. a lot of information to digest. It's, so now it's a chore. No, it's not a chore because what Mike has done is he's gone and double down invested in the quality of this film, this uh, this episode. By getting an interview with a celebrity, not comedian. He, yeah, I would call him a comedian if oh, you think. Celebrity uh, comedian countdown. He's an NPR humorist. How about that? Ah. Ah. <laughs> so look, take it away, Mike. Hello. Hey, welcome to a special switcheroo edition of Comedian Celebrity Comedian Countdown uh, here with your host, Mike Spiegelman. And our special guest, Adam Felber. Welcome, Adam. Great to have you here on LWAFLMOIT. It is a pleasure to be here. Wow, and that crowd is that crowd is pumped. Red hot. You know what? Normally, Carl does these interviews, and he has like some kind of crowd noise. I just wanted to trump him up front, provide our own crowd noise. Adam Felber, great to have you here. Adam is a, you probably recognize Adam from NPR's Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, who is, oh, yeah. I can't believe I get to say this, a panelist 
on the show. Uh, <laughs> I am. Yes. One of the great 20th century jobs, keeping it alive, being a panelist. I love it. I love uh, it too. Also... It's the easiest job in show business. Oh, no, you've been doing it every week. It's great. It always Well, not every week, but but uh, you know, they rotate us in and out, but boy, you just go in, you make jokes, you leave. Love it. And you can also hear Adam and uh wait wait don't tell me regular Paula Poundstone with their own podcast. Uh, nobody listens to Paula Poundstone, and you have something. Uh, we'll talk about it later. Called Dad Band Dad Bandland. So Dad Bandland. Yes, yes, I do. We'll, let's save that for last. <laughs> okay. You wrote. I couldn't believe this. Now Adam and I know each other. Adam is good friends of my brother Adam Spiegelman. Also, Adam, Adam. Spiegelman is a god among this show. He created the podcast Proudly Resents, the cult movie podcast, which this show is based on. Uh, and we've had him as guests most recently for Come and Get It. So we were all gathered together, and I did not realize this, Adam, that you co-wrote the memoirs for filmmaker Charlie Ban. I did. I did. That was my uh, my uh, pandemic job. Oh, I, my I God. Had, I hadn't written a book in a while, but my book agent got in touch with me and said, this project might interest you. And boy, was he right. It was fantastic. You know, the premise of our, of our podcast is that we, I've always read about movies and directors, but I've never seen, had access to their films until YouTube came out and now I can watch it. I did a classic. I read your book first and then I saw his movies. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. I had no idea. Like I've always heard of uh, Full Moon Productions and I've always heard of the, the long ongoing Puppet Master series. But I had no idea who this young guy was, and I didn't realize how influential he was in the 80s. Holy shit. So the guy is Charlie Van is his name. And I got to ask you, Adam, up front, I didn't realize, like, in the spirit of Stan Lee, in the spirit of just 20th century showmanship, this guy's a genuine showmanship. How was it to write the memoirs to a guy who's a showman? It was such a trip. And he's such a showman that... Um... I also thought he was a liar. I think when I when I first took a meeting with him, he just started unspooling this this spiel. Uh, not 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 uh, Spiegel. Spiel. Uh, it was, he was saying, "Oh, uh, my dad discovered Marilyn Monroe, so she was my first babysitter, and my granddad was uh, a famous artist, friends with Chagall in Paris, but he was." in the White House carving a bust or sculpting a bust of FDR when the Nazis took Paris. And so F his new friend FDR settled him in Hollywood. And, and it, it just went on and on. And he said, I gave Demi Moore her first movie starring role. And I gave Helen Hunter first starring role. And I accidentally bought the biggest castle in Umbria in Italy. And I, I, I bought Dino De Laurentiis' movie studio south of Rome for no money down and ran it until it was taken from me after three years. Like, this endless spiel. And he and was right. All of, all of it turned out to be true. I agreed to the book before I knew it was all true, but right. it was all true. It's a just amazing, amazing guy. Who his, can his grandfather was story. Max Band, the uh, Parisian uh, artist who he, I've always heard, but I, I never really connected you know, him to anything. And yeah. then also, his son, we should mention, is the lead singer of The Calling. Uh, one his of his son sons. is the lead singer of The Calling. His his dad was John Ford's AD on um, Concrete Jungle, Asphalt Jungle, whatever that movie was. Um, That's the most remarkable. Uh, and he did discover Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. And Marilyn we, did live here in my neighborhood. And uh, I found out. As his babysitter. You know, and, we had, babysat him yeah. when he was one. 
he it's also a story of los angeles like he really loves los angeles and at one point owned 31 properties in, yeah. around the area insane he compulsively you, collected properties one of them is very well known if you ever watch the um the uh, first season of or first three seasons of entourage the giant mansion that the guys rent that's the that's the toberman estate which abuts uh uh, that park near Griffith Park, uh, Runyon Canyon. Yeah. And that estate was owned by Charlie for for several years. His I want to talk to you about Empire Pictures, Meta Arts, and the fact the man created 3D movies, recreated it in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. Where do you want to start? There's a lot there. Okay, let's start from the beginning. Let's start from what I want to uh, talk about. Wizard Video Games in 1985 licensed... <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre for the 2600. Yeah, Charlie was, Charlie takes, you know, he's not shy about saying that he invented a lot. In video That's games, he, um, he got the idea in the late 70s, I think, that, that um, video games were going to be a thing not just for kids, but for adults. And with that in mind, he licensed Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Halloween. And he licensed them for, like, no money at all. John Carpenter was his buddy. That was easy. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I mean, he was already in the business of licensing movies. And the conventional wisdom was that you can't make a video game for adults. Um, and, and there was no market for it. So for very little money, he made a Halloween video game and a Texas Chainsaw Massacre video game. And everybody else turned out to be right. There was no market for games for adults at that time. It was the video game bust. It was a bus. They had to sell it. You know, they had to keep it behind the counter and sell it in brown paper bags. And uh, it was, you know, parents wanted to ban it. And uh, they sold zero copies, basically. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, well, now it's like a it's a treasure chest. I mean, if you could yeah. find a copy of that, it's worth so much. Like, and it's one of those hollowed stories. It's funny because I was listening. I listened to the audiobook, So I heard him in full effect. And he said, I created the most notorious video game. And I said, "Oh, please don't let it be Hunter's Revenge, Custer's Revenge." Right? right? No, please don't let the... it be the the cone eating one. So I, I told was him really... about Custer's Revenge, though I did. He, he he's kind of a classy guy. Like I really, I saw Crash as one of his early seventies films. Yeah, we head of the family. We're going to watch in a couple of minutes, and then I watched uh, Evil Bong Eight, which was an <laughs> hour long from twenty twenty two. I was on all... set for that. I visited him on set. Okay, so why don't we just close? Tell me what it's like being on the set of a Charlie Band production. Well, there's um, there's a lot of good feeling. Everybody's in a good mood. I mean, it, it's a, it's a it, they're real sets. I mean, they there's all the personnel that you'd want. There's the sound people and the lights people, and it it's not it's not a completely cheapo production. Even though he's made over three hundred and fifty movies now, um, yeah, there is nudity on set. If you <laughs> spoiler alert, he. There are... It was it was great nudity. Uh, and by the way, they're at a restaurant for the entire hour, and nobody stands. So you get great quality nudity. Sitting Wait, above the waist nudity, yes, above I, the waist nudity. I, I was on that set, and it was um, for these days. He's got this bright idea that like some of his uh, the roles should be influencers that he finds on Instagram because it's a mutually beneficial relationship. The Instagrams, in, the the IG personalities, the influencers brag about being in his movie. He gets their audience to see his movie. So those three women played themselves. They're all influencers. Yes. Well, I'll be. Because the rest <laughs> of the people, 
like it stands. He has this great like Stanley Marvel vision of of crossovers and having his own editorial video. Uh, and so it's 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 a new world for me. So I went blind. I met the Tiger King in that hour. Yep. Did you talk to the Tiger King? <laughs> I, I talked to everybody on set. He was super influenced as a kid by Marvel Comics. Just and he wanted to create when he first pitched the idea of Universal uh, in the mid '80s, um, uh, uh, putting his movies out straight to video. He was pitching the idea of an extended universe. He thought that was where where it was at that he would have crossovers and have these IPs that would continue forever. And we should mention, he went bust like three times. Went right. com almost completely broke three times and then reinvented himself. And the smartest thing I think he ever did was the last time he went bust in the early 2000s when he went bust again, because it was between that and his intellectual property. And he wanted to keep the evil Bong movies, the Puppet Master movies. He wanted to keep all his properties because he was like, I'll be back. And he was right. He was absolutely right. And now we should mention, go to Tubi TV. There's a really good Full Moon Entertainment channel there. There's ads, but they have the most recent. They have like 40, 50 years worth of entertainment there, including it's Charlie, his, his father, who directed, co-directed. Yeah, that's one thing. The Ghoulies 2, I did not realize it was an indoor set. They had a giant carnival. That's nuts. We're that was when he had three. Dino De Laurentiis' movie studio. Dino went belly up, kind of fled to America, although he never he didn't describe it that way. And yeah. uh, through some shady bank deal, gave the studio to Charlie. He had these six sound stages, and he was flourishing. Like the Puppet Master movies were rocking and rolling. So for making Ghoulies 2, he and his dad built a carnival inside a sound stage. Oh, unreal. Unbelievable. And then, of yeah. course, Troll, I should mention... Great movies. And he mentions he doesn't have the rights to those films. Those are MGM or somebody. Like, yeah, there's a they... few of his movies. You know, people people denigrate his movies, but they, people also watch his movies. So there's a there's a handful of them, including the ones for kids like Prehysteria, that he hasn't necessarily gotten all the rights back to yet. He would love uh, to get Troll back, but he doesn't have it yet. Right. And he did a lot of good kids movie. I don't know. I honestly, at the end of the day, his stories are really about stories. The mysteries of these, uh, you know, even Crash was about a magic uh, amulet that, that causes chaos. And it's always about that unknown. And I, I yeah. think it's really like, you know, he is exploitative. But, you know, Adam, the definition of his exploitation is really interesting. It's something people really want to see, like the, the yeah. Corona Zombies movie. Oh, yeah. At the beginning of, of the day I met him, he was wrapping production on... The, the movie that he was shooting right before the, the lockdown for the pandemic. And the movie was called Corona Zombies. And it was basically <laughs> a what if this, this coronavirus was actually a zombie virus. And it was, it was really fun to, to watch that movie. And, but yeah, his definition of an exploitation movie is what the classic, the Roger Cormans of the world, how they define it. It's not, you're not exploiting the people. Like a black exploitation movie doesn't exploit, um, Black people so much as it exploits the fact that people want to see those movies in those conditions right now. Yeah. It exploits oh, yeah. It, cultural moments, not the people making them. Yeah, and I thought that was a much solid because there's a lot of like pioneers, like just the way he figured out home video and stuff like that. Other pioneers like that, they're really nasty people or their their movies after a while get grind down on you. And I didn't really have that vibe with him. And and No, so... he's relentlessly positive, even in the grossest movies. And you're about to watch by the way, uh, head of the family, right? Yes. When I asked Charlie in one of our first interviews, because we spent the pandemic talking on the phone and I recorded everything, 
um, when I asked him what his favorite movie was he ever made, that was his first answer. That was the first movie listed. And it was classic Mike Spiegel. And I'm like, I have to read about this movie before I see it. But yeah, that was the first one. And I, I have all that information from the book that I will tell Carl when we watch this movie. So it's demented. Us... You guys are going to love it. It's, it's, it's just a crazy, crazy movie. And honestly, I'll, I'll show my cards. I thought it was really good. I yeah. love that noir stuff he did, like really kind of classic adult stuff. It wasn't really dumbed down. And, and you know, but I'll say it, that, Adam. It makes you wish he directed more movies. He didn't direct a lot in in the prime days of, of, of those because he was running an entire studio and yeah. pumping out 12 movies a year minimum. So, minimum. yeah, yeah, so absolutely. He didn't direct as many as I kind of wish he had because another classic, I just want to tell everybody, genuinely a great movie and Quentin Tarantino agrees with me, um, is Trancers with Helen Hunt. Thanks for bringing that up. Absolutely. Uh, and one of the weirdest movies mentioned was Pulse Pounders, which featured a mini sequel to Transfers. Yes. Uh, they were all mini sequels, weren't they, in Pulse Pounders, if I remember correctly? What correct. a weird movie. It was three anthology of, of sequels of, of his own productions. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I lo I, that, was, that was his approach. It's always been his approach is to keep building on his universe. It's, fan yeah. it's fantastic. And oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Badbandland.com. Uh, no, just uh, Google Dad Band Land. It's it's in your podcast. It is. I have a neighborhood cover band, and it struck me that that's kind of a fun thing. Um, right. So I created a podcast where we explore music from the point of view of some guys who play it. I love bad movies. I love NPR. I love Paula Poundstone. Your audience, you're on your own with this dad uh, band. band. <laughs> dad Band Land. Come on, DBL. Yeah. Audience, by this point, you enjoyed this conversation. You're ready to hit. You have this movie on pause at zero zero zero. What Adam says go, we want you to go ahead and press uh, play. So, Adam, starting like a three, two, one, go. Nice, even. You got Take it. Take it away. Thank you so much <laughs> for being on the show. Oh, enjoy the movie, everybody. Here it comes. Three, two, one, go. Wow. Albert, author of Confessions of a Puzzle, uh, Puzzle Meister. That's, that's Will Short's book. Confessions of a Puppet Master, uh, my years in Hollywood. And this movie gets mentioned immediately in the book. But that's his pseudonym. He's Robert uh, Talbot. 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 It's actually Charles Band. He also is the production man. Like Boys in the Band. V Charles Band. Okay. Yeah. Band on the Run was one of his chapters. <laughs> he couldn't resist, right? He could not resist. Hey, I'm with the band, he said. Uh, so check out his brother does the music. Check it out. Funny but eerie. Ooh, spooky. Oh. That's his the music. Brother has the some chops. Now, d doesn't this, there's a big house and some kind of wacky, spooky music playing. Right. What TV show are you thinking of right now? I'm thinking of Fuller House. <laughs> no, oh, Carl, Carl, I walked by a place in Los Angeles that had a sign that said full house. And I thought, Carl's got to see this. It's the full house house in Los Angeles. <laughs> you remember how we teased the house? That was so much fun. Oh, my God. I When Carl visited me in San Francisco, we literally had to go to the full house house. Yeah, we sang to the full house house. We sang Charles in charge. <laughs> That's right. They, they chased us away. So we've been staring at this house with this wacky music. What's the mystery behind this freaking house? Ghosts? 
Well, we'll find out when the writer, when the producer and director credit pops up. What does it come. look like? Does it look like um, I, I should I should recognize that it doesn't look like Doctor Strange's house. It doesn't look like Amityville Horror. It doesn't look like the Adams Family house to you. Don't you oh, have like Adam Family is that vibes? What you're seeing? Okay. Yeah. And here they are. Here's the Adam Family. Uh, big guy, glasses, and sex bomb. Big guy, glasses, and sex bomb. Oh my no, goodness! They actually Look at have them. Names. They're coming closer. Look out! Okay, this is interesting. Trick. The music stops the moment the, the money goes in the jukebox. You know, you hear like a song play briefly. Billy Moore better play nice with. All right, so welcome to this world. This is a group. Uh, we are talking to a biker right here. Okay. Uh, he is a drug dealer, and he's saying, "Hey, man, it was a little light." You better uh, make sure you get money. I'll break the, your buddy's other arm. He's like, you got it. He's like, I'll break your arm too. He's like, okay, now get out of here, <laughs> right? Scram. So he's stealing drugs here in Lance's restaurant. And Lance is a guy behind the counter. And he's talking to Loretta. His That's the biker's girlfriend right there. Says, okay, he's Loretta. Porky Pig. Yeah, she Loretta, man. Porky Pig? What's that? She calls her... Her name is Loretta, uh, is uh, Jacqueline Bovell, and she was originally an accountant. She said you're getting, like, kind of poochy, eating all that ice cream. Okay, poochie? now look. Oh, her bot. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, like, this guy's eating Cheerios, and he doesn't complain about the biker. He says, oh, look, here comes the stack pool. So here they come. Glasses, guy named Wheeler. There's Esperella, the sex pot, and the big guy is Otis, and they want groceries. For some reason, this restaurant is like called Shop and Stop. And, you really? know, like the, yeah, the director said, hey, this works out great. Now go into the restaurant and get groceries. We'll make it a stop and shop. What's what's uh, Sex Pot's real name in the film? In the film is Esperella. Esperella. It's like, like Esterella. Okay. And that, Got it. Esterella, she doesn't really talk in this movie. Her name is listed as Diane Colasco. But her okay. real name is Alexandria Quinn. She has been in porn movies for the last three decades. And okay. I will give out, I, I would actually like to read a couple of her movie names. Carl, you tell me if you've seen them. Okay. All right. So, My Mommy Bang Brothers 2, Mom yeah. Loves Cock, Hot yeah. Mocha, so, Suck It Dry, Bootylicious yeah. 3, Hard to Swallow, Interracial wait, wait, Lesbian wait. Nation. Well, hold on. Bootylicious 3, Hard to Swallow. It's the full title. No, those are two separate films. One was shot yeah, in I didn't, I, I didn't see, no. What about Lesbian Hooter Party? Cock Swallowers, yeah. Gangster Banks, Five, Big Tit mm -hmm. Swim Party. Not Five. Maybe Five. Maybe Five. What was okay. the party? Bukaki Party? American oh, Bukaki no, I didn't party? see that. I don't like it. It's so, like, I all I'm thinking about in those films is the cleanup. Ugh. Oh, I'm really, well, yeah, that's because like you're- When they stop shooting- the Oh, what a mess. All right. So getting back to the movie, his girlfriend said, I got to take a piss. And he goes, well, why don't you announce it to everyone? Now, suddenly, did, Lance did she says, go, hey, I got to take Yeah. And then Lance goes, hey, I'll be right back. I got to go get something in the back. Oh, we're the. <gasps> no. Right Loretta. off the bat, We got ourselves an affair. Oh, yeah, there they are. They got their groceries. Food. Why are now, they he... walking like robots, kind of? 
Yeah, I'll spoil it for you. It's obviously that their brother Myron is telepathically uh, uh, controlling them. Okay, Myron. These good. They're all like I guess they're quint quartets, four of the same. But basically, Myron is head of the family. Carl, he's head. Oh, check this out. I love. I, I'm gonna crank the volume. Okay. They, there's several sex scenes in this, and it's soft core, right? So you see her, but you don't really see him. He's always doing it when he goes on. She wants to be called Scarlet, and they talk. They have like six sex scenes in this movie. We could do a tally. They talk through the sex scenes. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen. Like they scheme while they're banging. Damn much time in the toilet. I swear that woman's got a bladder the size of a quarter. Uh oh. Oh, do 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 do. Who is it? <laughs> I <was> still... <laughs> it's a little too dark, but you you're gonna see like she's totally naked on most of this stuff. Uh huh. How low can you go? Well, yeah. Where can it be? Uh oh, Carl. No, Carl. Carl, no. <laughs> Looks like the movie's over. This is going to be like a trauma. Phew. She's in the employee bathroom right in there. Ready, you in there? What do you want? What are you doing in there? Well, Not having snacks. Well, whatever you're doing, hurry well, you know, up. You see Lance is holding a box right there on his wing. <laughs> <laughs> Make those credits go away. Okay, never mind. I can see it. <laughs> so wait, wait. It is my thing like too dark? Uh, it. I think it's just a dark room. I'm not sure. Well, that was dark. Yeah, I guess maybe. It's it isn't darker. the film. Uh huh. I've watched this film three times, and I watched it once on YouTube and twice on Tubi, and it seems a little darker than normal. Yeah. Hey, Lance, remember me? We just banged. Yeah. Now this, you know, full full moon. Have you ever heard of full moon pictures? No, no. Who did you? Okay, your countdown was a was about the director. It was a guy who wrote a book about him. Yeah, so it was the memoirs of director Charles Band. Memoir. And the guy who co-wrote the memoirs was Adam Felber, who is a NPR panelist on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. And he, uh, I'm a good friends with him. I've known him and his sister for a while. Uh-huh. He told me about this book he wrote, and I said, "Well, you got to come on." Because Charles Band is like, you know, we have, we love Roger Corman. Charles Band yeah. is like, what if your heroes were Stan Lee and Roger Corman, right? Okay. You would create a movie industry and you would also have a video segment called like, you know, the video soapbox or whatever. So he was like a showman. Like, I don't think I was really hesitant because I had heard about this guy, hit full moon pictures, crank out films like the Puppet Master movies and Evil mm-hmm. Bong and, Ginger Dead Man and Ginger Weed Dead. I think there's another guy, Deader Weeder Men. Uh, there's like <laughs> Dangerous Dolls. He, and what he does is like he was doing crossovers with his characters as movies, like Evil Bong versus Ginger Dead Man, okay. long before Marvel kind of did the Avengers on, on screen. So he was like, he always thought of like crossovers and he would be cranking out these for the home market. And he would have a segment where it would be like the video zone, where he'll be like, hey, guys, Charlie Band here. 
I have some great news. You know what I mean? So he was kind of like Stan Lee, and he was he was definitely a Roger Corman guy. And he directed yeah. about seventy movies and produced about three hundred. You know, and <laughs> he's no bad. You know, like we we've known like trauma. We know, yeah. A lot of people who make these movies are just kind of ugly. You know what I mean? Like yeah, after a while, you don't really want to see it. It's kind of cool how they did it, but his films are slightly. This film is kind of cool. There's like double crossing. What's going on right now is the biker is saying, "Hey, Lance, congratulations! I now you got a new partner. I co-own this place, and I'll be coming by every two weeks to collect two thousand dollars." Okay, and he, Lance say to that extortion. So he goes. He goes to his girlfriend. There's a running gag where he goes, "What's the word I'm thinking of?" And she goes, "Brains." He goes, "No, that's not it." He goes, <laughs> "I'm kind of sort of a." entrepreneurial uh what's the word i'm thinking of she goes shakedown artist <laughs> he goes no, no, that's not it. He goes, no dummy <laughs> but it, what's also funny because they're fucking in the back and then she goes uh my boyfriend wants to talk to you so they didn't realize that he's actually extorting him they thought like right. they knew of the affair he's oblivious to the affair hey, look he's saying you spread yourself too thin that's why you're all pale you got to go out and get laid dude <laughs> <laughs> who would fuck you this you know so this is like backstabbing so they want to get rid of him and then an yes. opportunity will come to lance and lance's response is fucking extorting you know he's lance is going to face a monster and in most of these movies it goes one way lance is going to fucking extort the monster black wow man. all right that works so this yeah so That's it's not good. what I was expecting. I was expecting like some gore, some tits, some gore, and then, you know, rinse and repeat. He's like upping the ante with uh Well, I've hair. never like Corman used to always say that plot doesn't matter in these films. You you're just showing them sensationalism. Um and I've always thought you should just do both. Yeah. Well, we we discussed it with Adam uh he charlie charles band talks about what he feel what his definition of exploitation is okay. and he uses a movie he he did in 22 called uh, corona zombies okay, which was example. he it was it, he shot it the day of the shutdown in march 22 in march 20 and then he released it like in april and it was basically okay. tiger lily where they dub in dialogue and old films but they have this you know, uh, original structure of Corona zombies come in saying Corona. <laughs> and he was saying that for him, exploitation is more something that everyone's talking about and putting yeah. it right on the screen. And well, I mean, the, the word exploitation sounds negative connotation, but really it just means you're exploiting a situation that'll make people notice it, take, you know, it'll, it'll turn into sales, you know? Right. He has this running series called Kendra and Barbie. And I think Kendra is played by his current wife. Uh, I don't think they're married, actually. But okay. one of their recent movies was Kendra and Barbie Save the Tiger King, starring okay. <laughs> Tiger King, the guy from the documentary. So that's what his his feeling of like, people are talking about the Tiger King. He's made a Tiger King movie. <laughs> yeah. What do you do? Because in there? Let's curio, it will yeah. pick up. And a lot of times, like, you know, he says, yeah, okay, now, you need, who? Now, geez, the waitress is saying, waitress, you're playing okay. with fire, right? You, you're right. sleeping around, you're sowing your oats, Loretta oats. 
<laughs> and uh, you see the smoke behind out. her. Yeah, because when Howard Oates finds out, you're out of here. He's like, I'm a big boy. This guy, Lance, he's been in like a bunch of movies and then he stopped. He was in like Criminal Minds. He's been Dark Prophet, Days of uh -huh. Our Lives, Burn Noses, uh -huh. Desperate Housewives. But he did like movies like Lurking Fear, Siren's Kiss, Shade of Grey, Killer Eye. And I found on IMDb, currently he's a fitness enthusiast, like as a motivational okay. coach. So, did you say spider? What did I say? I said sirens, sirens kiss. Oh, okay. I don't know that. Did I say spider verse again? No, I but you, I, I think there was a film called Spider's Kiss and it had Morgan Freeman or something. Yeah, I, I remember the kiss of the spider woman. Is it kiss of oh, the spider woman? I don't know. Maybe now they're well, banging again. This? Is this Lance again or no? Yeah, Lance and Loretta are uh, Lancing. Look, he's so Lancing Loretta right now. Okay, but why don't why don't, don't why are they hiding it? Why don't they say, "Look, we, I want to break up. I think I'm in love with Lance." <laughs> no, so Lance, they gotta they gotta get rid of Howard because Howard is no. black, is 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 shaking down him, and they're having an affair. She wants to dead. Look at this; she's completely can, fucking. Can you block out him and just <laughs> can we? Yeah, you know, glasses. She Listen. is fucking terrific. She's been in like Jacqueline Lowell's been in tons of shit. She was originally an accountant, like I said. In 1995, she was voted the number one nude model. And so she went from accountant to model. Uh, she's been in those penthouse videos, those Playboy mm -hmm. videos. She published her own magazine called Babe Magazine. What what uh, year are we talking? Because maybe you don't know, but uh, magazines aren't very current. 90s. 90s Not when right. magazines were still relevant oh yeah okay now we're, we're switching to another guy this guy is, has a truck this this highway is just a long path but listen I, I i got i don't have otis name right uh we've got glasses sex pot and big guy what was it yeah big guy is otis big okay big now otis put a fake detour sign on this straight road yeah and the truck driver is driving into their house like it's a trap uh-huh. And Loretta and Lance are going to be driving down and they're going to notice this detour and they're going to be suspicious. Okay. But right now they're scheming as Against, more do. Against Biker? Yeah, they're going to get Biker's they're going to take Howard Oates down. Howard, Howard Oates. Oates the Howie Oates. Does he say Howie? No, no, I call okay. him Howie. Howard Oates. It's a, I'm a dump. What's your name? Howie. Right? It's not, Oates. It's not Flash. It's not. Okay. Wait a minute. Right here. Vicious. This is. Yeah, right. That's the thing. That's a. Hmm. So, uh, it's funny. I, I was reading about uh, Loretta. Her six, she let her sixteen-year-old daughter watch this movie. Okay, is that bad? And she's, she's. The complaint was in the article, which is on INDB, was that uh, she didn't like seeing her mom naked so much, and that they were having an affair. Okay, so here he is. He's taking a look. He's going to see what's going on, right? Yeah, because it, it's a detour right to the creepy house, the stack pool house. And somebody already fell for it. We're not the same people. Those dopes. Listen, uh, Wheeler, 
Okay, well, I guess I'll watch the movie and I'll find out. Well, no, no. Ask me any question you have about Wheeler. Uh, I'm just not sure what's the deal. They're luring people in for some... Uh, but I'm about to find out, I guess. I know, right? So right there, Otis is banging the shit out of the truck driver on the back of his truck. And like they're dragging him? him into the wacky house. Okay, not killing him or... Not killing him. No, that's a really good point. Lance... I don't think right. Lance has washed up since the act, right? Right. We've seen him fuck twice now. So, but could you just imagine his, like, okay, he's wearing You pants. think he's crusty right now? Yeah, like, it's like, or who knows, like, maybe it's been drying, right? Seriously, he's got his moist underwear on. Uh -huh. popping. It must be terrible. Well, I mean, his balls must have gone through the ringer. Okay, so... He's like, yeah, we got to Now he's he's figuring everything out. He just witnessed the stack pulls beating a guy unconscious and dragging him in this house. Okay, so because he's not calling they him. have his truck, or we don't know yet. They also took the truck, and they're this is Florida. Okay, wasn't oh, did I mention this is they Florida? They brought him inside. It was about getting him. Yeah, they want they want the truck driver. The driver. Okay. Yeah. So they're gonna okay, hide so the Lance car. Lance was like, "Fuck that," and he's going the other way. He's gonna go to the house and say, "I know what you guys are doing, and if you don't pay me two thousand, I'm gonna go uh, a week. I'm gonna go to the cops." So that's right. how he's gonna pay there, off. Look, there's cops. Wheeler. There's Wheeler with that's his glasses creepy. off. That is disgusting. Now this this truck driver, God bless. What's going on? What? What? I've what? Done this, this is like what? what? He was in Animal House. Otis. Right. Well, he was in like Tom Kroll's uh, horror movie when we shot his kids. What? Oh, no! All right, so they're going to operate on him, and the guy operating him freaked this guy out, and we haven't seen him yet. Those are double doors? I don't really get that. I think it's just decoration on a wall. Oh, okay, because it looked like a monkey, and it was double doors. Everything's so dark in this cut. We are in a mad scientist basement laboratory as seen okay. in House of Thousand Corpses, I guess. It's not like sex dungeon. It's mad scientist. And they're all lobotomized, Carl. So they okay. can't even, they're not even thinking about sex. They have their eyes on their bottom. They're lobotomized. <laughs> Wait, let me see. I. Yeah. Go ahead. Re reverse engineer this joke. There. Bomb. Now they're all acting like kooky. One's dental flossing. One is saying the word snow over and over again. Snow. 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 <laughs> and we go, and you know it's wacky because wacky, wacky music. This kind of disturbs me, Carl, that these people lose their agency, that they're kidnapped against their will and, and okay. experimented and kept alive. Yeah, like but for some reason. No sex. No. So why do you, it? I don't get you're it. You're going to see your bare ass if this was a better copy. <laughs> the thing is, a gross person like that, you don't want to see their bare ass. Here we go. Snow. Snow. What snow. should we snow? Snow what? Snow. What, yes. what should we snow? Snow where? Snow what? I get snow who? Just finished the joke already. <laughs> knock knock who's there snow snow who no snow who no snow who i know all these people got lobotomized uh-huh 
the surgeon their moved their eyes to the bottom. No, okay. No. Okay, here's the Lance and his right. employee. Yeah, there's not that many women characters in this movie. They kind of. Re I'm watching um, Shazam too. I got to be very careful saying the word Shazam because I might turn into my alter ego. But right. or there's like three gods. Yeah, so three goddesses are fighting them, and it's this kind of like classic crone, old woman, sex pod, and teacher. And I feel like the three women in this movie, the waitress, Loretta, and Estorella, are yeah. kind of like that variation of the three witches of Macbeth. Oh. I don't know. But then again, this is my first time seeing it. Okay. Hey, look, I was waiting to blackmail you guys. It's just a small right blackmail. There. If you have a second right, of your time, you I'll like blackmail you later. Wait, he, uh, the R word gets brought on, up a he lot. He said a not woke word. He said an awful word. Well, you know, I spoke over it, but um, Howard has the best line in this movie. When they come in for groceries, he looks at Esperella and he goes, She's the most fuckable woman outside of a mag girly magazine. <laughs> Too bad she's a retard. That's what he says. I'm quoting oh. the movie. And Lance mm. is like, how can you say it? That's not a woke word. <laughs> Someone will be really offended and it's not me, so I don't understand. Look, I think it I think that, that word is awful and you shouldn't say it because it you really shouldn't is. say it. But I know, but I'm just saying that. That we live in a universe and the world went on <laughs> and way back in at time they were saying different things and we're smarter than that now but to like go back in time and go shame shame i'm offended you're, you're okay not, you're denying reality you didn't hit pause did you no and of course not i've hit pause i wanted to hear your speech all right <laughs> how's the view for your soapbox you know <laughs> these characters are reprehensible None, there's no good character in this. So if one of them says the R word in this movie, it's wow. in character, you know? I mean, they're lobotomizing uh, truckers. That's pretty shitty too. Yeah. So it's just the nature of them, I, I think. And I think that I watched the most recent film of this director, Charles Vanden. His humor yeah. was like, there's a Karen. She's like, let me talk to the manager. But it's never really, <laughs> I am the manager. Oh. Let me talk to the owner. I am the owner. Okay. So now they've so, got here he is. Look, look, oh! there he is. Oh, you got to do that reaction. Face? What the? Is that the it's head mandatory. of the That is literally, he even says the title right now. You could say I'm almost head of the family rated R. Let's hear him. Uh, so yeah, he's Myron. And he, with his big brain, he controls his siblings. One is a muscle man known for his muscles. One has big eyes and super cool ears and can see and hear. The other one can fuck at my will. Basically, he'll say, her skill is. And uh, that's, that's the, the the porn talent uh, mm -hmm. in, in the movie. Uh, Alexandria Quinn, uh, Diane Colasso, who was entered the uh, adult industry when she was 17 and she told everyone she was 18. Okay. And when they found out she had to retire and then she joined up again. Okay, so right, here we go. Otis is stronger Let's than anybody. Wheeler can 
Oh, give me a second. I got to click two buttons. I don't want to hit Where? the wrong button. Is I it hard me to tell you about her special powers? I don't need to. Chief As Bob. for me, well. Yeah, so you're the smart one. Yes, I should say so. I'm the brains of the family. Okay, let me you hear it. You know, telepathically. I can't leave this chair, but I can see through Wheeler's eyes, enforce my will with Otis's hands, and. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I need not tell you about my uses for Ernestina. Your fucking sister, dude. One brain. But he's having four bodies. Stay head of the well, family. There, Marin. He's, I, I thought guess he did. you're the one I need to be talking to. He should be. By all means, talk. Now let's just oh, say maybe he's conversation that somebody happened to see a strange old here. roadblock a couple of right, nights ago. you can mute it. And this fella, he happened well, to hang see on, this... uh, Otis here dragging some poor fella out of his pickup. This is such a good movie. Like, Lance is so good in this. He looks at the situation. He sees this monster and he's like, you know what? My, I'm going to blackmail you, right? He doesn't <laughs> give a shit. It's really kind of smart. Like, he, he, they're both, like, monster versus, you know, shyster. It's fun. Yeah. Shyster. Shyster. I can say that word. Now, uh, one <laughs> of the things that Charles Van mentioned, like, he, he mentions this movie up front, and it's a fan favorite. It's one of his favorite films. Adam really likes it, too. But he was saying that he used force perspective to pull off this whole bullshit with Myron, the big head. So the, 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 they're looking at a, it's clo uh, he's closer. And yeah. We don't so that the camera angles, like those are puppet hands and that's an actual yeah. actor. This guy's only been in four movies, but that actor is set so up his, normally with right, the puppet so hands. Next face to is going into uh, his, his face. Goes like into Lance is not standing. looking at, Lance is looking down at a certain direction right now when he's talking. Mm -hmm. So it does feel like it's real. And we'll get to a scene where Lance, Loretta, and Myron are all in the same, they're all positioned, their heads are all positioned the same way. They figured out a way to do it. I'll show it to okay. you in a bit. So he's just basically saying, I wrote all this information down and I gave it to in a letter and I gave the letter to a random lawyer. <laughs> and I told him if I don't call you, he calls me. And if he, you know, if I don't call him to go to the police and, you know, I get a call and I, I give him a code and he knows it's me. So he's basically uh, blackmailing yeah. Myron. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Usually, like in trauma, there's like some sick shit, and people, are, you know, Mine heads are being busted. Superior intellect. Yeah, this one's got a story. Yeah. Force perspective. So he's closer to the camera, but they did it with shadows. So yeah. It feels like he's right next to him. There's a lot of puppetry in this movie. Basically, he ran a studio. He during the '80s he had something called Empire or. Uh, a video and he did ghoulies that was him he didn't direct direct it but he produced ghoulies ghoulies 2 was an outdoor carnival shot in a, a giant soundstage in italy okay. that he, uh, he owned at the time and then i guess he did, was responsible he did troll he produced troll wait wait wait, wait 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 we saw ghoulies 3 he didn't have anything right. to goes do to college I, i'm sure it's a full moon i'm sure it's an embassy uh it's an embassy empire picture Meta, he did. He owned a video store and one of the first video stores in Beverly Hills. Uh -huh. And he, he gave this great story about this rich woman from Beverly Hills came in and had the cassette and says it doesn't work. 
I put it on top of the TV set and it doesn't play and the movie doesn't play. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. He goes, Do you have a VCR? She goes, excuse me, what? <laughs> but uh, you could really think you place it. <clears throat> There's no mechanism. Yeah, she thought like it would like seep through the TV and play the movie. Yes. Okay. And he said, he, he said, oh, like intent, over- like rabbit ears, yeah. maybe she was thinking. Okay. It would touch the TV. Like back then you had those like cabinets, you know? Okay. Okay. No, but I, I could see it if it was like, well, the regular TV gets it from the air. So you place it on top and it should go in. Like a TV antenna, I think. One that you don't need to connect to. Okay. Yeah. This is a long scene. This extortion is uh, brains going for it. Brains will agree on it. Yes. He talks like, you know, profundo mm-hmm. uh you know one thing i should mention deal. is rw whatever i actually didn't write his name down but looks like we have a deal we have a deal all right so the deal is you get rid of this howard oats and i won't, I won't go tell. to the cops all right guess what they're doing right now having sex and they're talking Carl, can you even talk during sex? Well, <laughs> meditate. So they do wife... like dirty. I'm oh, sorry, Carl. I'm sorry. Well, it, it's routine. So finish your thought, and then I'll do my routine. Please, I want to hear you. Yeah, Look at that. They're talking during doggy style. Yeah. It's like so farciful. It's like Grand Grial, like this. You know, it's Grand Grial. He's gonna be dead. He's gonna be dead. Deader than dead. Deader than a dog dead in a You're garbage not coming back from that. Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'm still stiff. I can't even talk in a sauna. You ever in a steam room and someone starts a conversation? <laughs> I can't. My wife talks in bed, which you might think is pretty sexy, but it's the thing she says, like, uh, 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 did you add Keith to the car insurance? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know, my wife says the same thing. Oh, no, she says, uh, God damn it, have you been eating crackers in, your, in the bed again? <laughs> I'm all itchy. I'm all itchy. There's ants. All right, so she doesn't talk at all, right? She's just hanging out on the side of the road waiting for little Abner or what have you. Howard yeah. sees her, and, and, like, he's drawn. She has this yeah, ability. Yeah, she's sex pot. Yeah. Sparella? And then, oh, Forget it. The thing is, is, like, bait and switch. She baits you, allures you. And then Otis uh, switches and punches you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes, oh, again. Mm. Oh, oh, right. Oh, mm. The biker has been killed. I have, but you, I have, you know, you owe me a favor. Force perspective. So he's close and she's standing back further. Yeah. And then I think there's I some scenes where they might know to look for it. It's well done. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, he's a practical effects guy. He's been making, like, he's, his first couple movies in the 70s were, like, car chases. There's a movie called Crash, which is one of his first films. And you can see the wires on the trucks as they go, the vans as they go off the road, and you can see the wires snap uh-huh. off. Like, it just so happened, you know, but it was all practical. It, just, it was still in the shot, or at least the, the version I saw. Yeah. Now, is Crash the famous Crash? 
No, this point. is from 1978. Thank you. And it has oh. an exclamation point at the end. Crash! Oh. <laughs> oh, have you ever seen that 1978 movie? Crash! Sorry, it's the exclamation point. <laughs> his film, he I has this motif. I think like horror directors and directors have like a motif, you know what I mean? And they follow it over and over again. And yeah. like, so his are like demonic things. Well, I mean, like, you know, you could look at David Lynch movie and over the years you see the same themes pop up. You see doppelgang evil doppelgangers and Jordan yeah. Peele movies. There's, right. there's certain horror themes that I see. And then for Charles Band, he really is into like demonic possession. You know, maybe the puppet starts coming to life or maybe an amulet causes you to crash into people in 1978. There's a whole like real cool, like evil weirdness. It's kind of cool. I don't know. This one, not so much. This is like a standalone, practically. Really? Oh, and it's yeah. one of his favorites. Right. Okay. Oh, it's he goes, yeah, for uh, here we go. uh, Hang on. Uh, uh, content warning. They go, listen, you can't be hanging out here with your husband dead. And she's like, why not? He goes, okay, take off your panties, <laughs> which he does. <laughs> oh, it's dinner time potato. for the potato. Yep. This is like you fish burgers. Your this eyes are on the bottom. Oh, because they're lobotomized? Eyes. Uh, lobo. Maybe that's the way I go about it. Her eyes were on uh, the bottom because she was lobotomized. Two potato? One. Ooh! Throw potato at wall! Where's dental floss guy? <laughs> Her eyes were Dude. on the bottom. Carl, that's a terrible joke. Because... I don't get it. She Where's the was... eyes come from? Low bottomized. Low, low. Uh, you say lobotomized. Lobotomized. Oh, you have lobotom eyes. You can't say a lobotomy. You got to say lobotomized. Lobotomy. Lobotomized. Force perspective. I love it. Yeah. It's oh, it gets work. even crazy. All right, everything's taken care of. We killed your we killed your biker. Yeah. Oh, that's just great. You know what? I'll be coming back more and more. This is what he tells his girlfriend too. Uh so you just gotta give me more money. So he's oh, he's pulling yeah. the whammy jammy on, on Byron. Wait, wait. So he's being a dick because he yeah. made an agreement. I won't tell if you. So he did it, and now he's saying, uh, thanks, but there's more. This is ongoing. And he even tells he even tells Loretta, like, we're gonna make money, we're gonna milk the fuck out of these guys. <laughs> the reason why Myron has been killing uh lobotomizing them and right. the scientific he's trying if they humans only use half a mind, maybe they could use my mind. I just need the perfect body to put my mind in. Okay, okay. That's why they're down. Oh, and he also says in the first act, and for entertainment which will come back in the third act. What? For entertainment and what? He'll go, I I have my subjects. For oh, and for entertainment? Okay. Entertainment. So what does that mean? Sex. How do they entertain, Carl? <laughs> Is it sex? Do you think there'll be a sex orgy in this movie? No. Uh, I don't know. I'm. Uh, that, that's what I would do. <laughs> 
Well, this movie has a lot of sex in it. They talk during their sex, and like she's always taking her clothes off. It's great. Yeah, my wife talks in bed, which you might think is pretty sexy, but it's a thing she said. Like, can you bring up the folding chairs from the basement? <laughs> oh, my my wife does. She chants in bed. She's like, "Protect me!" <laughs> oh, leave, oh, we move. What's I need a what's a good like a uh, Harry Potter spell? <laughs> yeah, uh, spell anomious. Uh, my wife does. Does my wife talk dirty best? No. She 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 chants. Yeah, she talks dirty. She says, protect me. Oh, you mean like Latin? Like, um, yeah, Latin. <laughs> Protectio Domine. Protect me, <laughs> Okay, so he's on top of the world, and Brains is like, fuck that asshole, man. We got to do desperate measures. Okay, so he's going to use his eyes and his ears and his brute and his sensuality to find out who the lawyer is and to get that fucking copy of the letter and wipe their ass with it. Okay, now he sees through the one guy's eyes and... Hears through I, her, his ears, too. Okay, but, but the, the sex part, he goes, you know what I use her for. So that means he's having the female experience of sex every time. Right, through his sister. Yeah. So ethically through his sister. Yeah. So like he's getting it like a girl. Right? Yeah. That's like like yeah. <laughs> well that's not the goal. Why don't you use Olaf or uh, Otis? Otis. I mean Well he waits like once they're what what's you you'll see. You'll see her in action. Uh, trust me, you'll see her in action. Okay. Okay, now this is kind of awkward for waitress because he's like, my husband's gone. You know, I told the cops like you told me. I mean, like I said, told the cops. <laughs> and then he's like, so that must be something going on. Maybe, you know, he was having an affair. And the waitress is like, this is too much. I'm out. I can't be here. She quits? No, she walks out of the seat. She's, oh, okay, okay. Th these two are like, you know, it's the, the elephant in the room is the affair. Well, why there aren't go. they there she goes. Bye. Out of here. Yeah. Waitress is out of here. Why aren't they date publicly dating now? Because the husband just the died. Husband disappeared. Yeah. It's a little suspicious. <laughs> it's what? Suspicious. <laughs> sus. Oh, that's Yiddish, right? Suspicious. It's <laughs> sus. That's what the that's the 21st century term. <laughs> All right. God, I can't believe how dark this version is. I think that Meshuggah, I like that word is crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. Literally. Well, okay, Wheeler's at it. They're giving away, they're going to be banging away, talking, okay. and they're going to be listening. There's okay. Meyer listening. He's trying to find out who the lawyer is or whatever info they can get. Right. Careful with that clicker, boy. You don't want to pause. Well, last last week I forwarded to. Uh... Oh, oh yeah, that's I right. I edited it. I'm trying. Oh man, listen, have, yeah. do yourself a favor and watch Mike, this movie. Uh... No, Mike, uh, <laughs> let's talk in a minute. Let me. Just... Uh, you better get used to it, sweetie, because it's gonna be a lot more. Okay, mute his stupid ass. Can we block the top? Do you want me to do it so that we just hear her? <laughs> yes, please. 
Yeah, I could maybe block him from the screen. You know, one, of the, one of the things in Charlie Band's book is that he she came from a subdivision. He likes uh, horror movies. He's not really an action guy. And he keeps saying, I'm not a softcore guy. But finance financially, they had a, a production house called Surrender Video. Surrender. Surrender. And there were like softcore stuff, you know, things you would see in the hotel room or, you know, on the Playboy channel or whatever. You would so couples can watch it. it's not too hardcore maybe you know you, you don't really want to watch hard look at this he's being fed she's spooning him food so surrender they were knighted they were officially made a sir surrender. that's right sir render did it was a big day for render when he was surrender but did, so, explain, did he explain he wasn't english or or she did it anyway or they were canadian i think canada has a sir <laughs> Jacqueline Lowell was in, I think he mentioned, he said one actor from, from or actress from this, I think it's maybe the Blake, uh, Lucas. There was somebody from those softcore films that he really liked and put in this film. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I didn't, I listened to the audio books. So I don't have a physical copy. The audio book is read by the author, Charlie Band. Oh. He has a real showmanship type of talk. It's really cool. Yeah. He was saying in the 2000s, he went on a merch tour. It's like a road tour. They were making movies like practically once a week, once a month. They had a deal with one of the major studios in the 90s to kind of release it. And uh, what happened was, it's a really interesting story. I think it's Universal. It's either that or Paramount had this okay. deal with Full Moon to, to make sure that they, they, would, they would screen their films in this lot first. And then they would help with the home video. And they did one movie went too far and that kind of ended the deal. And the movie <laughs> is called Shrunken Heads. And it's directed by Danny Elfman's brother, as he's known, Richard Elfman. And in the book, he said, like, I, I was hoping Danny Elfman would score it. Danny Elfman gave the theme song and then Charlie Band's brother, Richard, did the rest. But Shrunken okay. Heads hit a nerve. It's about three kids who get killed by gangsters and are brought back via voodoo as shrunken heads. Okay. And the shrunken heads of the kids fight back. This is like a Kilgore Trout book. Yeah. And, but it, they said that it soured because it was kids who were killed. Oh, I see. Okay. All right. And that made it really awkward. That movie listen, and this Mike, movie. You've yeah. done the perfect research, right? We have this film in front of us, and you went far afield. And gathered this information. I think that's. I'm. I want to recommend Shrunken Heads. I was about to continue. We Carl. watch. Okay, Carl. Carl, yeah. please. There is a point to this. Tubi TV has a full moon uh, features oh. channel where you can find this film uncut and and you better lighting. Add the channel. No, you don't. You just go oh. to Tubi TV. If you have mm -hmm. Tubi TV on your streaming service, yeah, they will have like a. Uh, I, I forget the the streaming term. But like okay. a tab, it'll say like channels within in there, and they'll have full moon entertainment. They'll have all the a good chunk of the uh, okay. puppet master movies, and they have like the most recent film of his, uh, which is Evil Bong Eight 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 and Infinite <gasps> High. That's mm -hmm. on there. It's fifty six minutes, and uh, this movie is on there. And then Shrunken Heads is also on there. It's not on oh, YouTube, yeah. Carl. It would have been next week's movie. Yeah, I, be I've been great. watching it. It's, it's hard to watch. Oh no! Look at look at Otis. Okay, there's the lawyer. There's the lawyer. 
Give me copy. Oh, I'm sorry. I did talk over. The, he Otis punched a woman. He punched the secretary in the face. Oh, we missed it. We missed it. Here's the letter. That's it. I swear. Only copy. Don't break my fingers. Don't break. You, that's it. You don't have to break my fingers. Don't break. All right. So there. Did he break said, it? Oh, yeah. Just let me be. And Otis has a perfect idea. He's going to resolve this matter. Okay. He kills yeah. him. Yeah. And then he also killed her. He punched her to, uh, dead. Wow. So, all right. Oh, ooh, talk you know, time. I really regret we didn't do the sex scenes count. Yeah. I have a little sex scenes here, and I, I have one mm, tick. I'm getting... I'm getting a bit frustrated. This is great. Well, Scarlett, I'm doing the best that I can. <laughs> Not about that. I mean about doing it down here at the cream corn. What's the what's the point of murdering your husband if you can't fuck in a bed? You hear what I'm saying? <laughs> oh yeah. I... <laughs> you know, she's right. I mean She's a, I mean, that's a great line. She delivers it great. He's he's perfect chemistry in this conversation. They're fucking the entire time. What was the name of the Bong movie? Evil. Evil Listen Bong. To, yeah, so there's eight of them, and I watched the eighth one. But the first one is like oh, that's perfect research for this film. I'm not ready yet. How come? Because I have a collection to go through. I didn't watch I only watched the last one because it was his most recent film. It was 55 minutes of my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basically characters from his other movie. Tiger King shows up. Kendra and Barbie show up. Uh, evil. Uh, no, what's Ginger Dead Man shows up. There's like a. Uh, yeah. I, you know, <clears throat> I'm not going to check out the. Um, excuse me. I'm not going to check out the Bong film because I'm cutting down on carbs. Wait, why would you cut that on carbs with Bong? Because it has a carb on the... Oh, it... <laughs> sorry, God, that was on me. That was on me. Of course there's a carb on there. You have so much marijuana street cred, too. Dude, I'm the OG. I I was drilling holes in carb in, in Bongs back in the 70s. That was my job. And I'm making them out of soda can. Uh, soda I was can. at uh, Inner Dimensions Head Shop right there mm -hmm. in Washington Plaza. Inner Dimensions, yeah. And I was... Covering the marijuana uh, leaves off of with the pipe with with stickers so the cops wouldn't see him. Mm -hmm. And uh, I changed. The, I wrote tobacco only uh, <laughs> on the sign. I, I org alphabetized the High Times and the Fabulous Furry Freak Brother uh, magazines. What else? Did I, oh, the Grateful Dead Blacklight posters. I made sure mm -hmm. that they were accessible and you could flip through the one you wanted to see. You got the Keep on Trucking guy. Keep on trucking. Stoned again. Uh, yeah, the stoned again. <laughs> the eyes dripping. <laughs> Robert Crumb, right? Robert Crumb. Yeah. Oh, why is he hitting her? Or oh. she hitting him? All right. All right. He proposed to her while we were uh, talking about Andrew Dimension's headshot from our hometown. And <laughs> he doesn't have a ring. And he's like, I'll get a ring later. And she's like, that, that's why she hit him. Because you don't have a ring? Yeah. He's like, look, I'll, I'll, get, I'll figure it out. Okay, well, I guess they're done fucking. She's gonna button up. Look at this little outfit she has. It's it's not. It's like a one piece. It looks like he's wearing leather, uh, denim vest over a shirt. 
Yeah. It's actually just one piece of One piece. So it's a dicky. She has a dicky. That's what the term is for? Well, yeah. It's like you have one of those sweaters with the fake shirt underneath. Yeah. That's a dicky? The dicky. Yeah. You drive me ape. You big gorilla. You like the dickies? You cheer me on. (laughs) You drive Um, me ape, ape. That guy at Dino's Pizza one day learned that it was called a dicky because we went in there to get a few slices and he was on about it. You know, he's making so many jokes. He used to do that, you know. Oh, you're wearing a dicky. Like, you know, that guy was one time he got, uh, my name's Marty, Marty Cone, right? He did that the whole time. They're having a pizza. He was a happy pizza guy. He was like, my name is Marty. I was just thinking, we, we visited there when I was in New Jersey. We went to Dino's, and you had a slice, and I was really full. And he said, just take a bite. And I did, and it tasted so good. I, everything came back. Okay, all right, here we go. Sex Pot shows up, and she's actually talking. Whoa. And she goes, oops, Lance? I dropped my purse. She dropped is her purse. Lance? Okay, this is well, G, PG, PG-13. Is uh, Lance uh, cheating right now? Yeah, Lance has no conscience. This, look how he cheats. She kissed. Boom. So here's what I'm saying. The guy is experiencing this like that. He's giving yeah. a BJ to a guy right now. Yeah, that's right. He's he's oh, in flagrant right now. So he likes that? Yeah. Okay, here comes the bait, 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 bait. So it. That wasn't well done. This film's been would... well done, but that thing, did you notice? Yeah. Carl, I would have came so hard. <laughs> I don't know how I'd be more embarrassed. I don't know what I'd be more embarrassed that I'm having an affair with a woman I who's having an affair with her husband, or that I came when I got punched in the face during sex. Look at my boob camera. Oh right. Well, you got. We only have like a half hour left. We got to get a couple more shots. Pretty girl. Pretty girl. Do 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 do. Otis, like, okay, we are in Act Three, Carl. Act Three just goes crazy. Okay, Otis won't hurt. Otis will Will. do what he says to do, or I'll cut that pea brain of yours right out of your skull. Trying to have some man sex now. No, not even. He's telling Otis kidnap pretty girl, and Otis is like. No, Otis oh. not hurting pretty girl. And then oh. Byron says, Otis hurt pretty girl. I'll cut your little pee break. Okay, here we go. Forced perspective. He wakes up shirtless upside down with all the blood rushing to his cock. He's looking at this. <laughs> look, look at this forced perspective. He's a perfect eye vision. Right. They're looking That's right so at well each done. other. They must have had something off camera that he had to look straight at. Yeah, so it, it lines up. But here you got you got total beefcake, right? I'm sure after 20 minutes after this, he's gonna get a hard on, and you get to see it. Just the way blood works, right? If you're upside down, Mike, I think you like beefcake. I'm a big beef. Hey, I'm a big fan of Shutter. I watched a couple of those too for research. Mike, look at his. Did you see him with that? Look at his curve. That's perfect. Okay, here we go. So they throw her to the ground, and she's looking directly into Myron's eyes. Yeah, well done. Now, one of the things Charles Band, Adam mentioned this, Adam Felber, was that he feels that, you know, people don't really remember the entire film, but they remember a scene. And this uh-huh. that scene is the reason why they like the movie. 
because that's why they remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's always like one scene. So that scene is coming up, and YouTube, uh, which is Full Moon's uh, channel. Oh, everyone shares the same scene. It's coming. There's going to be a scene that's like completely out of control, and he talks about it in the movie. Uh, in the in his memoirs, excuse me, how they pulled off this stunt, but basically he's saying, "Oh, you know your lawyer friend, he's dead." Mm. Now he's going to tell Myron, "You know, that's why I also called another lawyer. <laughs> I have a second lawyer, and if he doesn't hear from me, then he'll definitely send the letter I gave to him." So he's going to be like, "Believable now." <laughs> I think like. Lance is a pretty well-developed character that he was able to think this out. Okay. You know, that he he figured I'll blackmail him, I'll put the letter in a safe, and then I'll put another letter in a, in a different safe. Okay. Here you go. Suppose it was another lawyer. And he got another letter. So he's telling him. Also, like, this, this setup that he's hanging out, it's custom-made, yeah. right? Like, they built it for this scene. Yeah. They didn't say, hey, you know, we'll just use this hang upside down. Look at his veins, Mike. I know, it's crazy. Yeah, right? Isn't that sexy to you? Look at it. It is sexy. Veins popping out. What a a man. How many pages of dialogue do you think he's spouting now while his veins are popping out? It's amazing. Yeah. You see this kind of like with the closed captioning, like you see the movie and you read the book at the same time. Well, I, that's the best way to do like a bad movie night. When we did that in the dark room, there was credits, uh, there was subtitles on the screen. Smart. Yeah. Really good. And that way we we can hold a conversation. The audience can read the, you know. Yep. All right. So he's calling whatever. Just tell me who it is or everyone's going to get hurt. Yeah. It's, Glass and, and the, sex pot and big guy are going to, are they under my control? Well, actually, Wheeler is like, can you keep it down a bit and lower the lights? Thanks. Don't <laughs> Where have to is yell. Esperella? Is she in the room? Maybe she's finishing herself off, Carl. It was pretty know, sudden. A bit of a zombie. I don't know that. She doesn't really have much personality in this movie. Again, the, the women characters are not that well developed. Just so happens in this film. But well enough. I mean, there's no. Already, Loretta's more. Yeah. I mean, she's great. She yeah. All right. So he uh, he same way. So I say to you, go fuck yourself, big brain. Lance, please. Sweetheart, you know how I feel about you, but telling him ain't gonna get us out of this. Our only chance is if I keep my lip buttoned. But what about me? I'm working on that, honey. <laughs> okay. I love you, honey. Here we go. Right? I love you too. Right? Like, here we go. Look at him rolling his eyes. Truly touching. I can see, Mr. Bogan, that you clearly care about this woman. Yes, uh, here I mean, Maybe not as much as Ernestina. <gasps> you cheated on me. She's like, wait a minute. Don't you control Ernestina? Did you? You cheated yeah, but you on me. You don't control idea. Lance. Yeah, but Lance, right, but. She now knows that Ernestina Look at his flat stomach, Mike. Mike, you, look I'm at his looking. ribs. You can see the ribs coming through. Right, and the veins in between the it's ribs. It's homoerotic. <laughs> One of the things he talks about in his book 
is that a production manager from Surrender Video said, have you been watching these movies? And the guy says, no. He goes, they're really homoerotic. And it's basically shirtless guys in their uh, white underwear tied up being tortured by closed women. And he got into an argument with the guy. And the guy says, I'm making tidy whitey fridays. And he's like, no. So they made an agreement that uh, the the director would pick the men in their movie and Charles Band would pick the women. That okay. way they would, so he would cast the women and the director would cast the men and that way their films are equally appealing. Okay. Okay. Hey, whatever for date night, whatever you, whatever you could do, you do. Mm-hmm. Hey, so you want to watch a sophomore movie for Blockbuster? Yes. Go on. Yes. Oh, sure. And yeah, it's gonna, this takes a, again. Sorts of ideas. Well, I can tell just by looking at you that you're a take charge kind of guy. That you're a man that can get things done. Loretta, fool out of yourself. Just shut up. Why not? Again, I, I think she's one of the best things in this movie. But yeah, she's saying, like, Myron, you're great. Maybe they should go in, Carl, for a little bit. Maybe oh, they should 